Hello and welcome to Second Tier. You're joined by myself, Robbie Gorman, and the wonderful, as always, Simon Chaddock. Hey, Rob. Right. Yeah, not too bad, both. Not too bad. Where do we go, first of all? Do you want to say sorry first? Yeah, well, just I think apologies from both of us for the lack of uh, episodes over the last few weeks. There's one reason, one common denominator. What was it? Did he say? Yeah, say it. It was, uh, it was our producer. He just didn't turn up, did he? No, he's just. He's been on the gargle for the last three yeah, weeks. Didn't didn't bother his arse recording or he, sorry, editing the the podcast. He's saying football terms. He's already on the beach. He's on the beach. He's, he's, he's gone. He's, he's been You wait for cup. He's been there since March. <laughs> Mid table. Sean Walsh. Listen, you know what? He's probably enjoying the Champions League run. Liverpool run. To be fair. Yeah, to be fair, we'll come on a little bit of slack for that, but uh, yeah. Hope he enjoys and hope he enjoys Saturday night. But listen, hopefully he edits it and puts this one up anyway for us. Yeah, we get cracking on it. Let's do it. Cheers, bud. So Simon, like an episode of Coronation Street, like an episode of Emmerdale, like an episode of, of EastEnders, serious drama and following the final day. Ah, it was uh, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, Rob. Really, like you know, it was just uh, top and bottom, obviously promotion. Yeah, and then relegation. better than Hollyoaks. Better than oh, better than Hollyoaks. Like you know, it was Ken Barlow levels. Of it was Ken Barlow levels. It was Ken Barlow versus Mike Baldwin levels of drama. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was absolutely absolutely sensational, as they like to say. Um, yeah, it was it was it was an amazing day. Obviously, um, Birmingham threw a massive spanner in the works oh. at both ends. Oh, where do we, like? Can we just start with? Can we just start with Fulham go into the game with this massive unbeaten run? Hadn't lost since before Christmas. January sixteenth, may I add? January, January 16th. sixteenth. Excuse me, just after Christmas. No, uh, no, December sixteenth. It was December sixteenth. Sorry, apologies. It was the sixteenth anyway. It was close with something. So yeah, Jesus, who's seen that coming? Three one. Well, I did think Gary Monk could keep you up. I said it. You did two months before the end of the season, but I didn't think it'd be last day drama. I thought he was going to pull clear, but uh, let's be fair. You've always been ahead of the relegation zone, so it was never overly worried for Birmingham, but it obviously was nervy. But yeah, I mean, look, the performance uh, at St Andrews, great crowd at St Andrews, just shows the potential of Birmingham as well. And, and to hold Fulham, Fulham, like it's not like Fulham were already in the playoffs and just coasting, Fulham were going for automatic promotion, and obviously with yeah. a win, would have got it. Bottled it. They, they bottled it, but, but Birmingham played very well. Yeah, uh, we were, we, credit, we were sensational. And I know we did have a recording of an episode there that we never put up because. Again, as previously mentioned, the, the producer was on the piss. But I just was commenting on how the atmosphere was, like how electric that was. I have never seen or heard anything like that since West Ham in the semi-final of the Carling Cup that time. It was electric, sold out St Andrews, unbelievable to see. Last day survival. You know what I mean? I'd rather, I'd rather have had the stadium, to be totally honest with you, and a mid-table over a, a fight like that. To be. But it, it was what it was. They adapted, played brilliantly, atmosphere was electric. If we got that crowd every every week, it would be f- fantastic. Yeah, and it's something Massive to build on. Time. Something to build on, Rob, isn't it? Like, I mean, like, Monk's got the passion going again. He does, and, and, and he, he has a knack of, of, I think, when he was at Leeds, uh, you know, he signed players that were good for the division. Yeah. Um, in a summer, and like, I'd, I'd be interested, very interested to see. Obviously, he's going to need some kind of budget because, you know, the bar has been raised in terms of the money you do need to spend. You don't need to spend Wolves level or have Wolves level dodgy dealings but like you definitely need to spend money on quality they've already got a keeper there Stockdale I don't know whether he's going to still be there there's, there's talk about him leaving, leaving yeah. you know there, there's there's little bits in that Birmingham squad but it certainly certainly needs an overhaul um, but, but taking that Fulham game in isolation it was, it was well brilliant. listen put, putting Birmingham and Fulham aside right the drama just unfolded Macron Stadium Bolton that was the game that was the game of the day I think like 
when we came into the start of the season, I could never have been accused of being a Bolton fan. I don't really like the club. Still think of them as Sam Allardyce Bolton that came up to the Premier League and were very effective. But and even though they had some really great players like JJ Koch and stuff, never really hero. Yeah, never wanted them. Um, myself personally, and I've never liked Bolton. But like, even I was cheering them on at the end because the odds they've overcome to to stay up, like the way Just they had, the way they came into the season. Free transfers, loanies, big field, yeah. Money, big He's done some, Look done at the go straight back down, and uh, the way they've the way they've pulled it out in the second half of the season has been fantastic. Sammy Abiobi, when he did come back from injury, was the real kind of getting the real, you know, reignited a little bit of flair inside well, them and you, 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 created chances. Yeah. Adam Lafondre all season banging yeah, goals when he, when he could. You know, and the thing about it is, like you know, you got to give Phil Parkinson massive credit because they clearly have the spirit because they were down and out, you know, two one down. Yeah. Looking like they were heading out the out the, out the exit door and uh, just the spirit they showed because some teams would throw the towel in if the team spirit wasn't good you've been losing a lot all year the team could easily fold they didn't they they, they fought back scraped scraped and fought and got two goals and, and, and deservedly stay in the league so fair play absolutely hats off hats off big Phil deserved deserved a new contract as well ah oh, yeah you got to stick with him now I mean like he you know he, he, the job he did can't be underestimated he probably won't be talked about um you know around the manager of the year conversation and he probably. Probably is not quite that level, but the job he's done is fantastic, and uh, no, he deserves a shot now next year. I don't know if it's going to be any easier for the next year, but but certainly, uh, certainly deserves a shot at, at yeah. trying to build something. So, see, we just stick with relegation, boys. Uh, Jesus, delighted to see Barnsley go down anyway. Absolutely delighted. No love lost there. Don't don't, don't like Barnsley. Just, but to be fair, they only got that string of run together and a string, couple of goals because of Oliver McBurney. Yeah, he was a good signer for them. He was a and we've, we've been talking about him quite, quite, quite some amount, to be fair. Goals he's having in. for us to get at our clubs. You know, he's a good championship yeah. player. Like, um, and just talk about him signing for Leeds as well. Yeah, he, he's been linked to RHF. Came through with Leeds, as we previously mentioned as well. So Yeah, he's... he's, he's would you take him, yeah? Oh, he would, yeah. I mean, like, you know... What age is he? He's not young. He's only in his early 20s. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's young, obviously, coming, coming on loan from Swansea. Yeah. The Swansea connection, Gary Monk may, may, may be looking out for Birmingham as well, you know. It's it's one of them, I think he'd, he'd, he'd sue the mid-table championship side... Um, who are trying to maybe build something plus he's just shown I know it was only a couple of months but he's shown there he is the aptitude to score goals at the level so fair play to him but yeah like nobody's, I don't think anyone's crying that Barnsley are going down uh, they're a league one team yeah and the, the men's wear shop Burton the men's wear shop yeah they should have never been at that level fuck them I no love for everybody always says it, and I know we've, I've said it myself over the last few months everybody loves them because they're a small little family run club Nigel Clough you know doesn't do it for me just, there is a few clubs like that you do have a little bit of a spark for but not Burton Albion not Burton Albion at all no I've no, no, I've no feelings for them like, you know what I mean nothing just Tim Bob it was like when you all were up it was just Tim just, Bob just like an annoying little cousin that you have that would show up at the, yeah, I think, every family I, reunion I think to be fair rightly or wrongly when those teams come up it's great for them you know when you see them come up and you're like ah oh, that's brilliant they got up then they play and they're just annoying they're just Lloyd Dorry would pop over the goal. You they know, always fuck. beat teams like our teams and just like pop yeah, <laughs> scumbags. Like, just like, they, they, they oh, he's torn Leeds, Leeds, Leeds went on their run where they still out of the playoffs. They beat us. Hate them for that. They beat you pretty much every time they played John Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Turning all the games on telly and it was always on telly. Oh, <laughs> uh, they managed to beat us and uh, yeah, just look, you know, you had your run. Off you go back to League One. Let's see if they're good enough to build it and bring it back. But uh, yeah, no, no great loss to the league. Either. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, Reading, how are they? How are they? How are they doing this? Reading are an interesting case, and it happens. You see it happen every year. Um, going back donkey's years, 
teams that, that get a good run, get a good season together, get in the playoffs, don't quite make it. Yeah. They just fall off the following year, and obviously Yapstam couldn't keep it going. He's he's let go. The the they're just like Reading or another team are like just they're a bit blair, aren't they? Like do you know what I mean? And they just um, they just never they were just very bad this year. Really, they yeah. they were they were actually bad this year. And um, the stuff that was going right for them last year just didn't. I think the standard was a bit higher this year as well. Yeah. To be brutally honest, at at that level, um, and uh, yeah, I mean hard to see where they go from here I mean they, they could be in danger next year again it's, it's always difficult to predict in May what what could happen next year because so much changes in the championship on a, on a week-to-week basis and with different transfers and all that but um, Reading needs some serious work I think as well they need an identity I think with Reading you know they, yeah. they had to briefly understand he played a certain type of football it was boring but you could you could you could see a type of football they went away from that and right now I don't know what their, their style is yeah. and uh, I think, think they need to they do need to rebuild now in the, in the, in the, in the summer Absolutely, one hundred percent. They do have a couple of good young players coming through, like Salim Kelly. You know what I mean? They, it's not as if they don't have the players coming that, that, through. That's it. Yeah, and Redden have always produced decent players. They've they had have. great academy. Yeah. You know, trusting their youth. You know what I mean? That's what they always did. Yeah, and I think you know? certainly if a team and, and I don't think Reading are, you know, have the resources of, of some of the bigger teams in the division. So that's what you need to do. You need to be bringing good young. If you have good young players, bringing them through. Um, to try and compete and uh, try and get that, that youthful bounce and that momentum yeah. that can happen sometimes so yeah um, they, they probably need to go that way and just put some put some experience around it yeah now it hasn't been a great season for Hull before we go in and start talking about the playoffs and you know Cardiff going up it hasn't been a great season for Hull I think they were tipped to to, to, to make playoffs minimum they lurked in around relegation zone for a couple of months Nigel Adkins Adkins came in following our 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 boy Leonard Slutsky's second. Um he turned things around slowly but surely. You know, he started putting a couple of decent results to the game, you know, to get together over the last few weeks before the season ended. One all draw in the final day of the season. You know, they're starting to score, they're starting to get a little bit of thing. You think next season they'll have a big season? Yeah. On the Rackens? Again, they're another they're another strange one hole. Obviously they came down, they shed they had shed a lot of players anyway. Um, yeah. they they obviously had a bit of a patch together squad in the even in the Premier League when they got relegated, so and they had a lot of loanees and, and, and players who left, so they they had a bit of rebuilding to do. They they didn't have a problem really scoring goals this year. They scored seventy goals, yeah, comfortably the, the the most out of any of the teams down in that that relegation battle. But they obviously conceded a lot, um. So they have you know they do have big, um, big big gaps there, particularly in the, in the defense to fill. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think Atkins is the type of manager who who can, um, you know, build something. Um, I mean, he takes some credit. For what Leicester did, you know, he got them promoted and um, built it. You know, then the bones of that squad went on, and, and, and obviously, um, you know, we know what Leicester did in the Premier League. So I'm not saying Hull could do that under Atkins, but I do think he has he, he has the stuff about him. You'd imagine he'll sign a few British players. You know, that's that's his kind of his kind of uh, way of doing things. Sprinkle in a little bit of of, of maybe foreign flair in there as well. I think yeah, I think Hull should have a better season next year. But again, it's, without seeing who knowing who they're going to sign. And also their financial state. You now their finances we know aren't great. Abel Hernandez is is is, is off. Uh, he's off around. He's been linked to several teams, Leeds included, um, but but some bigger teams than that as well. So, um, you know, they're going to need to replace that. So, it's 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 difficult to say. Again, we'll know more in August when the season reconvenes about who who's signed and, and obviously the transfer window closes earlier this year. So teams are going to have to get their their house in order quicker. Um, 
yeah, I do. I do think Hull will do well under Rankins. It's hard to say exactly what they'll do, but I couldn't see them being in a relegation battle again at this stage. No, absolutely not. Now, I suppose we we have to talk about him. We talk about him further in our season review. He's going to be up there no doubt with the show for manager of the season. But Cardiff getting promoted with Neil Warnock. He's been tormenting us all year, Rob. All year, wait. We've talked about every week how we were waiting for him to fall. They never did. Even when they stumbled. Fulham obviously as you said bottled on the last day but even before that just couldn't get enough momentum and Cardiff had done enough to keep themselves up and it's a great job it's a fantastic job um, not happy to get promoted I'm delighted we're not going to talk about it next year yeah let's, let's that's, 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 a, that's a bonus we take, until we take he gets sacked in November and then takes over a championship team which is what's <laughs> going to happen because he's always been sacked from every job in the Premier League he's gone up to apart from Sheffield United where he got relegated straight away Um so it's 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 gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be probably a, uh, he's gonna probably gonna come back in at yeah. some stage next year I think but look fantastic job terrible to watch like oh, you know, they don't really play football but they were so effective and he's made better players of certain players yeah certain members of that squad you would never have said in a million years were champ were caliber of competing to to win the championship for a while which they did yeah. for a long while until they lost to Wolves and like to be fair Wolves. No disgrace coming second to Wolves, who, are, who, are, who, as I said, are the best team I've seen in this division. Um, and Cardiff were the best of the rest, and they did that by playing their type of football. Talked about a style of Reading. That's one thing you can never say about Warnock that he never he doesn't have a, his teams don't play with with a certain way. And um, you know they have a, he has a vision. He gets players that fit that, and if they don't fit that, they either learn or they're out. And mm-hmm. he's very effective at that, and he, and he did a great job there. So so fair play to him. But yeah, I'm delighted we're not going to talk about him for at least the early part of next year. Happy days. Well, just that's it. We 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 obviously Wolves and Cardiff going up. We were left with the playoffs in third place. Fulham obviously after they bottled it against the Super Blues. Obviously, we had Villa then in fourth place. We had fucking Derby then sixth place. Who was fifth place? Borough. Borough obviously. That was fucking Tony Pulis. What an absolute snake! <laughs> it just just can never warm to Tony Pulis. No, I don't think anyone's ever warmed to Tony Pulis. Ah, oh. apart from Stoke fans in there. They're delusional anyway. Delusional. Yeah, but yeah. So the, like, to be fair, Rob. I mean, obviously the finals this weekend. The game, the playoff games there have been so far. Like, I really thought that's a good playoff lineup. It's going to be dirty. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the playoffs can be tense, and I know teams have played the whole season, and, and there is tired legs come into it. But it, it hasn't to me lived up to to what I thought it would. I'm hoping the final does, but. Uh, like those Villa Villa Borough games are painful to watch to be honest. They were awful. Absolutely awful. That Derby, even that first game, we were actually recording and like the one the ep- the Phantom episode that never went up. And it looked like Derby were actually doing unbelievably well against Fulham. And yeah, Cameron Drum and True scored about scored that cracking goal, showed serious pace, serious strength. The way he had done towards the end, tail end of the last at the tail end of the season itself. And you would have expect him to do something in the second leg. Did he score a fucking goal in Craven Cottage, but nothing. I think just they, sat back. I think when they didn't get a second at, at Pride Park or whatever they call it nowadays, um, that killed them. Yeah. They they didn't look like they had any belief in that second leg, to be honest. Um, but when they, when he scored a goal in the first half, that was it. He sat back. Yeah, but that he sat back for yeah, that the second they, half. If they and he sat back for the whole league game against Fulham. If they could have got a second, um, obviously in that first game it, it changes everything. But I think I think Fulham came back with one nil and said, "Look, we played pretty bad, which Fulham did in that first leg. We're only one down. We'll get a goal back." level it up and then we'll be you know we'll just keep trying to keep a clean sheet and then we'll, we'll, we'll go on and win and that's what they did they won 2-0 yeah. Fulham have some quality players there they're, they're 
they've got some real, real top quality players in that team. Setting on score when he needed to. But that, that first half was a little bit edgy, as you would expect in the, in the playoff second leg. You know what I mean? Then straight away after the half run, half run whistle, Cessna bang yeah. and that was it he just steamrolled big minutes you know, listen don't get me wrong it was an 86 minute bleed, or a 66 minute goal Ryan Sessignon set it up as well he's an exceptional player yeah. but that was it they could have scored 4 or 5 in that second half for well, anybody yeah, yeah. They, they could have and they, they Fulham played the best football of all those teams and, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm holding it up that they're going to show it against, against Villa at Wembley um, and I'm hoping that's going to be a good game because they're, they're two teams who do have uh, a lot of Premier League quality players in their ranks um, and they should be able to produce a good game, but obviously it's a final. They can go. They can't. We've seen finals where there've been loads of goals. We've yeah. seen other finals that have been ridiculously tense. Um, they're always the majority. Nine times out of ten, they're going to be tense. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's always that tension. But sometimes, one. sometimes that's Spurs teams like Fulham in the second leg. Spurs teams on to play good football at certain points, and and I think it's an interesting clash of 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 uh, tactics as well because Villa are going to be very organised. They're going to set up with, with blocks of four at the back, four across the middle, um, and 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 they're going to. Tr- in, I think they're going to stand up to Fulham and say you need to break us down we're going to we're going to, kind of like what Derby did in that first leg we're going to see here we're going to take it and we're going to hit you on the counter and they've got some pace in front what do you make of the filler the filler game against Borough though? what do you make of them 1-0 one, one goal in the two legs oh, they, were, like, they were bad yeah. like, to me they were bad I watched both of them they were bad games I, like, I, I didn't enjoy watching them yeah. uh, I don't particularly like either of the teams that are in there to yeah. be fair uh, but do you still expect more considering the style of football that they, yeah, that they have played yeah, obviously it's very hard to play uh, a Tony Pulis, uh, particularly a Tony Pulis side. And, and, and I think, you know, credit to Villa, they didn't concede over two legs. They kept uh, Burroughs, Danger men quiet. Um, you know, Villa's defence is very good. Yeah. Villa's defence and their keeper are very good. Um, and they, they are hard to score against. They do have firepower up front. I mean, Horahan is a quality player. Um, Grealish is playing very, very well. I know he is playing very, very well. They've got those quality players to create um, and they're very solid at the back so that's a great base um, and yeah, you know you can you can easily see them beat Fulham but you can just as easily see Fulham turning it on and when Fulham turn it on they can beat anybody um, so it's, it's it's a real clash of styles it's going to be very very interesting but no I didn't enjoy the Villa Borough game to go back to your original question but look it's not I know it's not about the neutral enjoying it but I really had higher hopes for the for, for all the playoff games um, so I'm really hoping this final is, is, is lives up to it well let's get on and talk about the final I said it in the pre in the, the preview of the season. We first thing when we we made our predictions as to who would win the league, who would come second, and who'd go up for your playoffs. Also, we talked about who'd get relegated. But I said it. I said Villa would go up for your playoffs. I know I've said it in a couple of last couple of episodes. And I said Jack Grealish would score a winning goal. That yeah. prediction could come true. Mystic Rob, um, look if it happens and we're sitting here next week talking about it, you know, um, it's it's going to be a, a bitter pill for you to swallow. But look, it's. I can see it going either way. You really can. It's very hard to say with any certainty what's going to happen. As I said, I can see Villa setting up very organised. I think it does come down to Jokanovic, uh, the Fulham manager, was, was, I think just today or yesterday, was quoted talking about uh, how they were going to target James Chester and John Terry. And he was saying, yes, they're experienced, but the experience doesn't really matter. Um, you know, we're, going to, we're going to test them in a way they haven't been tested yet. And, and he must be talking about pace. He must be talking about balls in behind down the channels. Get them turned because you know neither of them are blessed with, with any pace really, uh, and and that's 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 some, that's a way Fulham can beat them. But Fulham can also beat them because they've got Mitrovic. Mitrovic is going to stand up to those two lads. Mitrovic yeah. is going to annoy them. Yeah, we've seen John Terry lose that rag sometimes. Um, yeah. he's he. 
the whole does thing he is, really want to go? Well, Mitrovic can lose the rug as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does, does John Terry want to go? You've, you've heard the, 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 the inklings during the week about how... Oh, hang on, hang on. We're just deal. talking about... Right, we're just talking about the players for a second. It's as if Villa have already gone up. They're like Real Madrid this season, the media that they're talking about. It's as if they've, Real Madrid have already won the Champions League. Villa are already talking, Steve Bruce included, in press conferences, coming up to this playoff final, as if they've gone up already. Yeah, They're already there. talking about this contract that John Terry signed before, this con- before the season started, that if they did go up, he is not going to play against Chelsea in the boat games, home and away. Yeah, now to, to be fair to John Terry, it's been reported that, that's his, that he has requested this. He, he hasn't. This is based on him signing last year and saying he wouldn't sign for another Premier League team. Um, because he didn't because want to play against Chelsea, Chelsea right? Yeah. He signed a one-year deal for Villa with a, a clause in it that if they go up, it, it triggers another yeah. year, right? Yeah. And he, and Bruce was asked, will J- Terry take the, the other year again? Yeah. As if they were already going up. Um, because it would mean playing against Chelsea. And in fairness, Bruce answered the question and said, look, we, we, we can arrange something there. He doesn't play against them. He hasn't actually come out one way or the other, but he said at the start of the year he didn't want to play against Chelsea. He said that when he left Chelsea. John Terry is a wanker, all right? We know that. We know that. We knew that long before the end. Of, at the end, of it the said it all. His last game for yeah. Chelsea in Summerbridge, coming off in the twenty-six minute because he's number twenty-six. That was the most John Terry that thing in the world. <laughs> he got this is a guy that never played in the didn't play in the Champions League final against against uh, Bayern Munich in in the stadium in Munich in whatever it's called the Allianz Arena, and came on full kit after the game and celebrated with the team. The guy's a prick. Like no, there's, there's no other words. He is, for it. and he's a long. You go right back to his early days at Chelsea and. Um, there was an incident in an airport. Was that? A few other players were drunk and they were slagging off Americans. It was in a, it was in an airport in America. And I never heard that one. Memory serves. It was an airport. And they were slagging off Americans, and it was close in around nine eleven time. Anyway, they were, anyway, there was it was it was bad. There was a few players done done for that. His old lad got done for uh, the oh, tours that's... around Stamford Bridge illegally. Do you remember hearing about that a couple no, of years no, ago? No, no. I think now. Look, I haven't fact checked this, but I do remember it happening. I think it was his old lad or his uncle was given tours around Stamford Bridge, but he wasn't authorized by the club to do this, and he was getting paid for these. Like, uh, and Terry was basically proper wheeler dealer. Like. Yeah, Terry washed his hands of a book. Who was letting him in? Do you know what I mean? Um, and then obviously you had the the whole Wayne Bridge thing and, and all that, and like he's just he's obviously a wanker. He's obviously like look, you know, I played centre half and I played football. I admire how good of a defender he is. Yeah. Or was uh, he's still a good defender, but like he's he's nowhere near where he was, and. I didn't think Villa needed him to be honest, and I know Bruce has talked about how it's it was, it how much he's done off the pitch, which is brilliant, you know, and he is, and he's a great leader, and 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 he's apparently really helped the young lads there. Yeah, he's coach, he's kind of it's almost coaching Bruce as well. I heard Bruce credit him the other day with a lot of Grealish's turnaround. The mentality is, is down to playing with guys like Terry and realizing what you need to do to be a to be a, a top pro. Um, but but look, John Terry is is a wanker. If he's if he's at a club that isn't Chelsea, and they have to play Chelsea, he should play against Chelsea. 100%. Now, he hasn't come out and said he isn't going to now, but he said it, that's why he was joining Villa in the first place. He must have known, he joined Villa because they had a good chance of getting up. I mean, that's obvious, yeah. and because they can pay his wages. So, like, he obviously knew this, this could happen, and he had that second year clause, so, look, we'll talk about it if it does happen, or we won't, because it won't be in the, the second year. But, uh, yeah, look, you know, um, Villa are arrogant about it, I think. Yeah. I think they're being very arrogant, and that's why Jokanovic was having a go at, at, at the Villa players and saying, look, because Villa are talking like their experience is just going to automatically get them promoted. Yeah. But like, Fulham are a better football team. So it's, it's a real clash and it's, it's, it's going to come down to tactics. And, and, and to be fair to Steve Bruce, he gets my line, but he's a good manager. He's a great manager. He's a good manager, you know, from, from his days at Burnley. A very, very good manager. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Villa win this game. 
Uh, but I, I do think Fulham, I'll stick to my principles that the best footballing team will win, and I think that's Fulham. So I, I think Fulham will win it, but I, I, that's only if it's, a, it's, if it's an actual Do you think Sessignon will turn up? But he hasn't turned up all season. Yeah, and this is the thing for Sessignon, right? Because me and you encounter a lot of casual football fans, or fans of Premier League teams who don't watch anything other than their own team, or don't watch anything other than the Premier League. And a lot of them have heard about Sessignon, but none of them have seen him play yet. Yeah. Um, and this is probably the game now where a lot of those fans are going to see him play. Yeah. He's only 17, 18. Is, is that pressure going to get to him? Is he going to realise? I think he's going to realise that. It's his shop window as well, in a way, you know. Yeah. Um, the pressure could get to him. He's a young guy. Like You've seen it happen to countless, and some players come back and some players don't. So it, it, it's one of the subplots to the game, I think, um, you know, setting on how he does. And also, there'll be a lot of pressure on him. You know, a lot of you talked about he scored the goal, the first goal against Derby, he created the second, second goal. Yeah. A lot of their play comes true, and a lot of their. their what, what's his tally now? What, it has to be 20 goals, 18, 19 goals, is it? I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, he's, he's, he couldn't be far off, and like for a left wing back, you know, I know he spends a lot of his time going forward. Yeah. Fantastic return. You know, he, I've said it before, Ian Hart levels of, uh, of left back play, so like, you know, just fantastic. So, um, you know, I, I hope he plays well because he's a good player. I want to see him do well because he's someone that we've touted for. This year and last year, yeah, as a as a top player, and um, there you go. Facts just in: sixteen goals, seven assists from the left wing back. Eighteen-year-old for an eighteen guy who's just gone eighteen, and like this is why he was being linked with the England squad. I'm glad that was dismissed. I'm glad he's not. He did play under twenty ones or whatever. Um, his time will come if he keeps progressing, you know. But this is his biggest game of his career so far. And, you know, as I said, we've seen the pressure get the players, but. He just every every question that's been asked him so far this season. He's a kill cage, yeah. Yeah, so like you know, you'd expect. And he seems very grounded as well. He's yeah, not, he does. He he's does not have... like Jesse Lingard. He's not, you know, fucking. Yeah. A full of on Instagram and putting up Snapchat stories and stuff about celebrating his own birthday, but putting J Ling's balloons all over his his gaff. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, not to be know off anyway. He could be sending to his mates. Yeah, you know? but um, fucking... I think yeah, I think he seems like a, a sound kid as well, and you'd hope he plays well. Obviously, it'll probably mean he'll leave, whether Fulham get up or he gets sold. I don't think we're going to see him. He's been heavily tipped with, with Liverpool and yeah. scores. And now, if a, if a club like Liverpool buy him, there's a chance he could be loaned back. But you know, he probably you know, he could do a job in the Premier League. You know, so we might see him again. But he's been a fantastic player, and I hope he caps it off with it with a good performance on Saturday. Yeah, well, he's not the only young, young decent player that's come through that is English as well this year. We're obviously, seeing James Madison step up to the plate as well for Norwich. Norwich haven't had a great season. Bog standard middle of the road, not don't like Frank and myself, but James Madison has been a standout player for that team and young players like that always yeah. great to see in the second tier. Absolutely, and there's so many and we got through a bit next week. Uh, we'll do a little in young the player, season. young player roundup or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah there's a load of them. I'm pretty excited for this. The, the end of the year. At the end of the year review. We're gonna cut loose. There's probably a few cans as well. We just oh, we'll go all out. We we'll go all out. End of season party. Well, he's not boiled. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a genre, but. Um, Few cans, pick our team of the season. Yeah, I've already got mine done. Yeah, yeah I already I'm have mine done. Set on it as well. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll cut loose. But yeah, so there's there, like th- this game is gonna be fascinating on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be. Uh, I'm really. Ho- I just hope it's because it's gonna be a nice day. But it sounds like things. You know, love seeing Wembley in May. I think a cup finals, I think the playoff finals down through the years that you've watched, and whether they've been good games or bad games, but there's such, always such a sense of occasion around it. Uh, it'll be a good spectacle. It's sold out, I think, as well. Yeah, which is pretty good. And and, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll see. Hopefully we'll see a good game. I'm surprised it did sell out though. With just with Fulham fans, you know, considering it's Fulham. Yeah, Fulham are really growing though. They've a growing community, and like football is is 
particularly in London, is a middle class port now, you know, so like Fulham are, are in that mould anyway. So uh, they have a small ground, but they. they but hang on, in parts of London, it's a middle, middle class. Oh, yeah, absolutely, but you know, certainly in the part of London, Fulham are. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's with, the, with the amount of cost and stuff, that's that's the way football in England has gone, and, and a lot of working class people have been priced out of it anyway. So if you have a middle class fan base with Fulham have, stands to reason that you'll get a lot of them, especially the casual ones, will be able to afford to go to Wembley for the day and, and sell it out. And obviously, Villa will travel in massive numbers. They're from a big city, um, you know, well, they're from the outskirts of a big city. Um, but you know they'll 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 travel in numbers as well. It should be it should be a great case. Do you know what I think could be a, a massive factor on uh, on Saturday? And it's just the fact that he's been absolutely outstanding for Phil this season. He kept him in a lot of games. Sam Johnson, only twenty five. He's been a cracking keeper. He's been an absolute sensation. He's a brilliant keeper. And I, 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 when Villa came down, it was one of the first things they needed to do because they had Guzan and goals. And oh, yeah, and he was aging bit. In but. the Premier League, and he, he had really declined. Um, they needed to get a good keeper, and Johnston obviously has great pedigree coming from Baltimore. He, he's, you know, he's 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 a top, he is a top quality player. Like again, the thing about it is for either of those teams, you can see them going up, and they don't need that much work to be a really good Premier League side because you know you see it this year with the teams that have gone up, even Huddersfield who wouldn't have any anywhere near the resources of either Fulham or Villa, you know, staying in the league, it, it doesn't actually take that much as long as you're prepared to have a go. You know what kills me about Villa? Just that defence. Everything. Like, like, don't get me wrong, I hate them, I hate them for what they are, I hate their fans, obviously I'm a Birmingham fan, but what adds to it is that defence, just look just look at the defenders they have at Villa, John Terry as captain, Neil Taylor, you'll never forgive him for what he did to Seamus Coleman as, a, as an Irish football fan as well, you'll never forgive him, Alan no, Hutton, Alan Hutton has to be one of the most hated footballers in England, not just currently, of all time, he's a fucking... Arsehole. Yeah. He was an arsehole when he was with Spurs. He was an arsehole when he was at Rangers. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm Irish. I don't give a shit about the whole Celtic Rangers connection. He's just an arsehole of a person. Like. Yeah. And then uh, Snodgrass. He loves himself as well. Like. Well, Robbie Snodgrass. Hang on, hang on. Let's just stick with defence. Samba. Arsehole. <laughs> He's not like a big kid Samba, no? <laughs> He's an absolute dickhead. Oh, Jesus. Like, I've never hated a team more. Like, I'm just... Not just for the fans, not for the club that they are, but the, the players, like, it's like you just strictly buy arseholes, like. Yeah, certainly in the vents, yeah. Um, Robbie Snodgrass. I love him. Public enemy number one. Every, every, do you know what, do you know what I actually loved about the second half of the season? I think I might have said it to you in the, in the Phantom episode. Anytime Phil were playing anybody this season, if you went on to the, the, the hashtag that they were the, under their game, the opposing fans' reaction to Snodgrass and what he obviously got up to that weekend, or at that and during the game that weekend, it's ah oh, some of the tweets are absolute gold. Just like you'd sit there on the pot, looking through your phone, and just get you'd be there for an hour just having. This is why he's loved the league. Having the shits and giggles, literally, incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah, it, it, they're not they're not a likable team. No, Grealish as well. The boys. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish. I mean, he's not he's not oh. he's not very well liked in Ireland, obviously for obvious reasons. Certainly not liked in this uh, in this uh, studio. Um, but yeah, so like you know, yeah, them in and then they but they've got quality. Like you look at the team they played against Borough. Like we're talking about Jack Grealish, right? Jack Grealish. I'm gonna call her a proper ranter. Jack Grealish scored a goal in the 90th minute to stop Brighton. Winning the championship last year, winning the second tier, and it handed the trophy to Newcastle. He went up to Newcastle after beating Brighton, after drawing, was it drawing or beating Brighton that day? Whatever. Yeah, it was 90th minute goal anyway. 
He went up to Newcastle to celebrate with the Newcastle players because they won the league. What a wanker! <laughs> if you're in the season, do go out with your own fucking teammates, you prick. You floppy-haired, father demo looking dickhead. Oh, not right now. And his dad's an arsehole as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's there's another John Terry situation. His, his dad's probably off selling jerseys from every single game for a couple of grand. Prick. Yeah. So I think we've established we don't like Villa. We don't want Villa to go up. No, definitely Come not. On, Fulham. Come on. We're all over Fulham here in the yeah. studio. Hopefully, hopefully. There's two more derby games against Villa now next year as well. Oh, yeah, well, well, you might take you out for this one. Yeah. One of them anyway. I think it'd be, be worth seeing, are we? Yeah, it'd be a bit of crack anyway, a bit of banter. Be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. A little holiday for we the lads. A little bit of football tourism next year. Yeah, we do, we do a bit, we do a bit. So, uh, listen, we just, I suppose we just end up with a rant from yourself because you haven't had one in, what, two weeks, three weeks now? Well, we just Leeds. do a little news, a little news wrap up. Go for it, uh, go for it. Okay, so do you have, before we get to Leeds, uh, it's not a rant this week. Uh, it's, oh, it's good news no. for Leeds, I think. Uh, so, but I'll get, I'll get out the non leads one first, right? So, big managerial changes. We Gary oh, Rowe. Don't, don't. Gary Rowe, Rob's favourite manager, apart from Chrissy Hewitt. Uh, Gary's jump ship again. He's done it again. Couldn't He's get promoted. Done it again. Couldn't get promoted. Fucked it up. They're 1 0 up. Uh, 1 0 up when he fucked it up. Lost 2 0 to Fulham, obviously. And he's jump ship. He's left Derby. And he's gone to Stoke, who have just come down from the Premier League. But it was always his dream to play for Stoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, when he signed for Birmingham, it was always his dream to play for his, or to manage his former club, uh, Birmingham. Then when he went to Derby, it was always his dream to manage Derby because his kids support Derby. Yeah, he used to play for Derby as well. Yeah, he played play for Derby as well, yeah. Now he's at Stoke, you know, so yeah. it's probably a dream to play for Derby to manage Stoke as well. No, what a, to be involved with Stoke. Like, listen, don't get me wrong, I like Gary because his, his interviews and his press conferences are absolutely exceptional. But he's having a, he's, he's, he's going to get a bad name for himself. He's gone from club to club without actually having won anything at this level or done anything notable at this level. Yes, it's grand, he has teams playing well. He yeah, has we, not got promoted. No. He hasn't won any sort of silverware, obviously, cup related or anything like this. You can't just be a nice guy forever, Gary. You've got to win something. You have to have something in your list of achievements on Wikipedia by the end of your yeah. career, mate. And he is, you're dead, you've hit the nail on the head there. He's getting a rep. And, and if the Stoke team doesn't work out, which a lot of problems at Stoke, There's a lot. that squad is rancid in how much they did not care. Yeah. Um, and we're open about it. And by the end, Lambert had banished a few players to the. To the reserves because they just weren't bothered training yeah he said it was the worst professionalism he's seen uh, any good player they have is, is going to get picked off yeah. know, by Premier League teams so there's four or five players Shkiri's gone now Shkiri um, Bulland you know these, these guys are just not going to be there yeah. um, and what, what, what what's left are going to be players on big wages who don't want to play for the club where have we seen that before oh yeah Sunderland Jack Rodwell so Simple. like you know I'm not saying there's extreme a case of Sunderland but you know, he's got a big job there. He's got a big, big job there. I know they'll throw money at it to try and get back up in the first couple of years. And obviously they'll be strong contenders if they do sign well, but they have to sign well. And Gary Rowe doesn't have the, the pedigree of a Warnock who has won things, who yeah. has got teams promoted. Um, you know, so this is his big opportunity and he can't keep flipping between teams. He's got to really settle down and, and put down roots. But nowadays as well, who does Derby get in? Who does Derby get in now? Well, to favourite, according to the, the, the reports this morning, yeah, and bookies, yeah, he's bookies a novice, a novice manager, Rob. Uh, big Frankie, is it? New ball manager, big yeah, Frankie. Lance. No, no, I did see, I know, I see. He's seen Stevie G uh, get the job up in Scotland, and he said anything you can do, Stevie. I say, Steve, if, if Frankie Lambert gets out, I say Stevie G is snapping. I'd say he's snapping. Yeah, look, he's just taking a job down and leading this Somi Nation in this, Glasgow. Yeah, Sefco. Uh, this, this, uh, this thing of like, 
it's always a great debate, isn't it, about players who are great players, uh, which Frank Lampard was a smashing player. Smashing player. One of the best players in the Premier League scene. Um, he's obviously a very intelligent guy as well. See it as punditry as well. But he is. He's brilliant. Burton Terry on radio. You know, a club like... He was in with Ipswich earlier in the summer. Now it's Derby. Um, you know, clubs like that, you're taking a punt on someone because he could turn out to be absolutely useless. There's nothing to go on. And just because someone is a good player doesn't always mean they're a good manager. You yeah. look at most of the top managers around, the vast majority didn't have great playing careers. That, that's because that's not what was important to yeah. being a manager. Um, he'll obviously command respect. He'll, he'll, he'll probably, obviously he'll have links to Chelsea. He's got links to City as well. In terms of loan players, Derby already have a couple of Chelsea loanies over the last couple of years. You know, so you, you have that and that players might want to come and play for him because he is Frank Lampard. Young lads, We'll yeah, grow up watching, but there's nothing to go on in terms of his his, his history and, and to give him a big job like Derby, which is a big job. It is massive, um, you know. And that fan base, they have been trying to get up for so long now. Playoffs, keep losing, lost playoff finals. There's a couple of seasons where they've been shit. They've had managers like Steve McLaren and 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 and, uh, and Rowan and everybody, and just you know it hasn't worked. And and you know is Frank Lampard the answer? We don't know obviously because there's nothing to go on, but. Will be interesting. Now they haven't hired him yet. We'll see what happens. Um, it could just be paper talk, but he is he's Boogie's favourite. You know they're not always wrong. I'd actually like to see him. I'd love to see him coming in the second. I think he'd be very interested. Big fan. Just just to hear his press conference. He's he's a, he's, he's fascinating to watch. Like and, yeah, and to hear his punditry. And we've talked about you know I mentioned it there. He's a very smart guy, and that stands to you as a manager, obviously. Yeah. So you know he's not he's gonna he's gonna have a bit to go on. He's a good stock because his uncle's Harry Redknapp. So you know, he—it's he, not like he's—he's—you he's, know—he's been around football people all his life. He's immersed in football, um, and he's intelligent. So from that point of view, I think he could be a good manager. But you just don't know until he goes into a club. And yeah. I wouldn't want my club to be the first club that he took over. No. You know, because he's going to have to learn. He's learned on the job. It doesn't always work out. He might become a great manager, but it doesn't always work out. Um, but look, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that one. See what happens with that one. So we'll we'll wait for the managerial news. Could be could be next week, Rob, when we record that we might have a few more yeah. uh, managerial appointees. And Rob, the big news. Oh, the last 24 hours the big news right? I, I mentioned to you earlier on you hadn't heard um, it relates to my own Leeds United I uh, had to get the mention in somehow so obviously Leeds have had an absolute basket case of the season uh, <laughs> again shocking shocking <sighs> news coming out anyway everyone got back from Myanmar unscathed by the way did lose to Myanmar All-Stars but uh, you know that happens but uh, the big news this weekend Rob or today, Rob, was the investment that Leeds got. So Leeds got um, a, a, a cash injection today of £10 million. Now, that came uh, from an overseas investor, which we all love. Everyone wants an overseas investor. We love overseas investors. It came from overseas, and it came from a very well-known, not a person, Rob, but a sports team, a sports franchise, if you will. The £10 million came from the San Francisco 49ers, uh, which is just... Ridiculous! Uh, I don't really understand how that can happen, but um, I, I I do have the, uh, the the press release from the website here. So it's uh, it's a new strategic partnership with a company called 49ers Enterprises, who are an investment entity affiliated with the San Francisco 49ers. So basically, what it means is this company uh, will become a minority investor in Leeds United, uh, partnering with the existing uh, majority shareholder, who's the chairman uh, Andrea Rodrisani, and uh, this partnership. Strengthens, I'm just reading again from the verb, strengthens the commercial, operational and sporting capabilities of the club, 
and further supports Roger Zanley's commitment to bringing success to Leeds United on the pitch. The funds invested will remain inside the club and go towards investment in the first team squad. So essentially, it's ten million pound from the San Francisco Forty Niners, from this this business that is associated with the Forty Niners, uh, to spend on the first team. So it goes into the transfer kitty. Obviously, a lot of Leeds fans are reacting today and saying, "What is this? What like why is it relevant?" Uh, you know, announce signings, all this thing now on Twitter of oh, announce Cole Bartley, announce whoever, but. The ten million is going towards the first team, yeah. So it is good news. It doesn't cost these anything. Obviously, they get a stake in the club as a minority shareholder. Uh, there's an agent involved whose name escapes me here, but uh, uh, you wouldn't know. Um, but it's all part of Radrissani. Radrissani came out and talked about the Wolves situation during the year and said, right, well, if they're not going to play by the rules. But do you know what scares me with this? You got Radrissani saying when it all came about the FA. Saying, oh no, it's it's all good to go for Wolves and what you know, gave them basically the green light. After that, Rajani came out and said before that he wanted to investigate because if it is a case that Wolves are allowed to do it, we want to do it next season. Yeah. Why is it now that they're getting money pumped into them if he does? Like it's as if he doesn't have money. It's like he's he's borrowing from his friends. That's, yeah. It I, comes across that way from a, from a neutral. He does, he's not. You know, he's never claimed to be a uh, you know one of these oligarch billionaire owners. He's a rich guy. Um, money banking and things like that um, he's a businessman but yeah he's using his connections he's getting a cash injection into the club he's already put a lot of money into the club just not particularly into, into the, the transfer kitty although we have spent bigger fees than we had been you've invested heavily in the training rounds so yeah, yeah they bought, bought back the stadium yeah. well that was a big thing that was a big thing. big yeah. thing so he's putting down roots they've improved the, the academy uh, as well which is already obviously it's a great academy produced Incredible. as always produced countless players um, but they've, they've put a lot of money into the buying players into the under-23s. We've seen some of them come through this year already. There's a load more coming through. Like There are some serious players in the, in the youth set of their leads uh, so that you're going to see come through. Um, but yeah, he does need, you know, he needs help. The money that Wolves spent is huge. Uh, but I do like the, the thought if it's like the Wolves deal. Uh, Wolves obviously brought in George Mendes and he, he's connections with Ruben Neves and all these great players. Uh, Leeds are bringing in the 49ers which means Colin Kaepernick's going to be playing for Leeds next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we need a quarterback. Uh, so yeah, so... Uh, um, now look, it's I think bottom line to me is it's ten million into the, into the transfer kitty. If that signs us, the likes of Kyle Bartley, another maybe a striker. That's, you just need to facilitate the wages. That's the only thing. Yeah, it's going some way towards uh, towards helping. So look, I think it's good news for Leeds at the end of a, a mostly bad news season. So um, look, I'm, I'm happy enough with it. Happy days, happy days. Well, that wraps us up for the day anyway, Simon. On to the playoffs of Fulham. Yes, hopefully Fulham. Fulham. Um, I suppose after that we'll we'll have our season pre our season review. We'll have our our Rob versus Simon's team of the season. Oh. We'll have a little bit of debate about that ourselves. We'll have the second tier player of the season in the championship, which is probably already dead cert. Yeah, well, Young player of the season. Couple of actually that's good contenders. Yeah. That's a very interesting yeah. one that we probably know who's gonna win it as well, but you know, it's an interesting one. Couple of couple of ones in there that you need to keep an eye on over the next few years. We'll also have We'll have a look at the teams coming into the league. Manager of the year as well. And then we'll have a look at what teams got relegated the, from the top flight and what who are coming up from the from League One. Gonna be a cracking episode. I'm looking forward yeah. to it, but it's the great thing about the championship is no matter what happens over the course of a year, you reset there's six new teams in it next year. Yeah. Six teams gone. So suddenly it's a whole new dynamic. Managers change, players change. As I mentioned, the transfer window closes earlier this year as well, closing yeah. before the start of the season. So that's that's gonna put massive uh, massive uh, 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 you know, change to how the transfers are done. You can't believe things at the last minute. 
so it's gonna be it's gonna be a cracker and our review will cover a lot of that as well. Yeah, that's it. Well listen, Simon, a pleasure as always. Cheers, Alex.